Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week, the sun's going down on Mercurial. There's some changes to Jira Service Desk Cloud, and there's some talks that you don't want to miss, and we're going to talk about those talks. Uh, we're going to do one more thing today. We're also going to announce at the end of the episode who won the contest. It's a hotly contested contest. And we'll announce the winner at the end of the episode. My name is Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burl. Matthew, Brenda, hello. Hello. Greetings, Ryan. So good to see you, everybody. All right. On to the Atlassian news. And the first thing is that there's a minor Jira upgrade. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, Jira 8.3.2 is available for download, and it'll fix some of your problems if you're having them. It yeah it's it does some things it does some things it's uh some minor bug fixes really you know really take a look at the the list uh, if you have these things be worth a quick upgrade my guess is that it's an easy upgrade if I had to guess I'd say you were right the, a little bit more interesting news though is that Atlassian recently announced that there'll be sunsetting mercurial features and repositories from Bitbucket. Uh, and the API on June 1st, 2020. Brenda, have you ever worked with Mercurial? I have not. It's it's one of those things that I also have never worked with. And I discovered it around the same time as I discovered RiserFS. So just like sometimes you discover a certain musician at a time in your life and you build this association, I have Mercurial associated with RiserFS, uh, which for those who don't know, it's a file system for Linux that was like magical. Uh, until the creator went to prison and all development stopped. Whoa. And so it just went away. And Mercurial is kind of the, the same thing for me. Less tragic, uh, less dramatic. Uh, but it's one of those things of like, I read about it and went, this sounds cool. I'm just going to use Git because that's what everybody else is using. But this sure does sound cool. How we went from magic to prison is just beyond me, but I like it. I mean, that is... So often how it goes, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, Mercurial's going away. Um, uh, Atlassian's explanation of, of why they're focusing on Git really has to do with um, scale, you know, and, and concern uh, both uh, in terms of Mercurial has really declining use. Uh, new Bitbucket users uh, choose Git overwhelmingly. Uh, more than 99% choose it. And, you know, as... Uh, Bitbucket grows. Uh, there's this concern about supporting Mercurial and it handling the larger and larger num- you know amount of code uh, and other things in Bitbucket. So there's some tips about how to migrate and export uh, in the document we'll link, but you know presumably it's less than one percent of you. Um, and I think it's relatively simple to to switch from Mercurial to Git. Over in cloud news, um, something that is actually a, a big deal. Um, has been available for a little while, but has required uh, putting in a support request. Um, cloud customers can now have their URLs uh, renamed. So if your existing site was, say, foo.atlassian.net, you could change it to bar.atlassian.net. Um, this is a thing that a number of consulting customers have come to us with, um, looking for help on that. 
And uh, Atlassian's process has been to verify compatibility of apps uh, with this particular feature. Um, so there is going to be a self-serve option. Um, the site rename feature is expected to be available in the admin UI um, relatively soon. They're also working on enabling customers to have custom domains, so like jira.mycompany.com, um, for instance. Um, so there are some requirements in order to be eligible to do a site rename like this. Um, some of it's going to depend on um, if, if you have something that can't process uh, the, the, the base URL, for instance. So there are some apps that may not be compatible. Um, this is listed on the blog post, which we will link to in the SoundCloud description. Um, there's also an FAQ. Um, if, you are, if you are a cloud customer looking to rename your site URL, um, there are a few things there, um, such as does the old site URL redirect to the new one, yes, the redirect will stay in place for, uh, so if you go to the old site, you'll get to the, the new renamed site. Um, they'll retain a site name history um, for a while. Uh, the long-term plan is to eventually start releasing some of the prior site names, so the, the redirect may not always be permanent. Um, there is a five rename limit per customer. Um, if you need more than that, just uh, submit a support request. So it's the blog post kind of reads as, hey, here's this thing that we've been doing for you for a while, and eventually we're going to let you do it yourself. Um, but just be aware that it is an option. There are some requirements that need to be met. Uh, but for those of you on cloud, if you do need a URL rename, it is uh, within the realm of possibility. And one of the new things that I saw in this blog post was um, really directly in a really directly addressing the app vendors and developers. Uh, so if you are a cloud app developer, uh, be proactive and go out, explore, make sure that your app is supported. And Atlassian has a, a cloud Jira ticket uh, with a list of vendors who have confirmed that their apps are uh, supported for this rename process. Uh, do what you need to do, get your name on that list. Continuing with cloud changes, uh, we've got an interesting one from uh, sort of our, our page that lists a bunch of cloud changes. Uh, sadly, a lot less detail than, uh, <laughs> than, than what we had for uh, our last couple of stories. So this one is under a heading that says redesigned email request process. It's for Jira Service Desk Cloud. And the two sentences we have are, we've redesigned the email request process to make it easier for you to use. We have also included the permitted list for inbound email channels. What, what does what that is, mean, right? What is, uh, what? I, where are we right now? I can think I, of a few I, gifts that express my, think, my thoughts on this. <laughs> Before the podcast, Ryan and I went searching to find out what this means. Okay, email request process. I know what that is. That's the ability for the customer to uh, uh, email an inbox and Jira Service Desk pulls that in, creates a ticket. Great. Right. Yeah. Redesigned it, begs the question what changed, made it easier, begs the question how so. So we went looking and we found a new blog. This was not on our list of blogs to look at. As you, as you may recall from previous episodes, Brenda and Ryan and I, we have a list of like, I don't know, 12 or 15 different sites we look at before this podcast. And we read the this blogs, was, so you don't have to. That's right. We check them out. We update you on the release notes. So this is uh, 
on confluence.atlassian.com slash service desk cloud slash blog. And despite the URL uh, suggesting that there's the service desk cloud site and it's just the blog there, it's actually buried in documentation. Um, but we're, <laughs> we're probably not really going to link to it uh, because the most recent post was in December of 2018 and it has nothing to do with uh, redesigning the email request process or making it easier to use. We look through the documentation. I can't really see any changes. It's like each document was just five lines, like a, a, a numbered list of five items with text. It all looks exactly to me like it's the same feature set as it was. So um, I did not log into a cloud instance and try to see what was different on the screens. Uh, if you're a cloud user and you use your service desk and you have email requests, maybe it's easier for you now. <laughs> I, don't, I, I hope so. I hope it's easier for you now. This is the latest news from Mount Atlassian. I don't know. <laughs> well, in all fairness, um, you know, the, another one that we do actually check on a routine basis and are, maybe need to just stop uh, is the Jira software blog, also buried in documentation. This, the mm -hmm. last, so you think that the, uh, the service desk cloud one is a little funky. The Jira software blog um, has last been updated in 2015 with a post about hip chat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's out there. That's out. And we read that for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Every two weeks, we reread that blog post and we weep. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for the launch of HipChat Data Center at this point. <laughs> Sorry, that already exists. It's just being sundowned. This is not just a podcast of all the stuff we don't know. <laughs> just a lot of it. But one thing we do know, Confluence 7.0 is in a beta release right now. Uh, we're actually at 7.0.1-beta1. Um, reminder that these are development releases. It's not production ready. It has not been through full round of testing that would go with a full release. But uh, we did want to bring some highlights of this beta to you because these are some cool things that will be coming in a future production ready release. Um, one of those is um, improved performance for um, widely distributed teams, um, a content delivery network to help speed up load times for um, reduced latency. Um, so it basically is going to allow you to serve some static assets from servers closer to your users, uh, whereas your dynamic content will still load from the origin server. Um, there's information on the blog post, which we'll link to in the SoundCloud description, that um, walks you through how to set up the CDN. And Brenda, I think it's it's worth noting here, it it is no longer even implicitly stated that this is data center only. Correct. I mean, the CDN um, the CDN, CDN is data is center only, but in the, right, at the, right at the top of the article, it doesn't say anything about how for Confluence data center. It's just yeah. moving. It's like, yeah. here's the train we're on. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. Well, the, the next feature, uh, my interpretation was that it was for server, not, not just data center. So the next feature listed is cleaning up synchrony data. Um, there are a lot of folks who have already been building in workaround jobs to reduce bloat in the database that comes from synchrony. Um, there are two new scheduled jobs that will help keep this data under control. Um, this is, you know, synchrony is part of both server and data center, so applicable to both. A Upgrade tool, uh, pre-upgrade planning tool has actually been available since version 6.5. Helps you... Um, prepare for upgrading Confluence and then gives you a nice post-upgrade report. 
Um, there's improved cloud migration assistance, um, which is now data center approved, so you could move your data center site to cloud um, if desired. So there's, uh, again, lots of links in the release notes for this beta release. A um, lot of good detail about some things that may not work as expected. Um, again, with this being a beta release, we, we would anticipate that. Um, a number of deprecated or removed features. Uh, they're going to get rid of Activity Stream, which you know I don't use it frequently, but it's been a part of Confluence as long as I can remember. Uh, search results macro. Um, those are things. There's a number of macros and gadgets that are going away. Um, the Orphan Pages screen is being removed. Um, it'll be visible in the, or you can see that stuff in the browse reorder pages. I'm a little iffy about that. I think that's a useful feature. Um, end of support for web dev plugin. Um, if you're still using a web dev plugin, that's gonna go away in 7.0. Um, lots of other little changes. Um, thing that they've noted, <clears throat> um, and, we, and I referenced the scheduled jobs around synchrony data. As part of the upgrade process, there's a task that's gonna run to truncate tables that can take quite some time to run on their test site, which they classified as large, took about 30 minutes. Um, so just of note, page edits that are in progress might be deleted by this process if they've not been published, auto-saved, or were abandoned. Um, so just a few things to, to be aware of as, as you go into and upgrade into this beta. Lots and lots of detail, very thorough release notes for Confluence 7 beta. And of course, we will provide the link to that in our SoundCloud description. Another article that we stumbled across and thought was interesting, we, we want to just share this with you to, to maybe see if you have any thoughts on it, was over on the developer blog, an article about the platform as a service that Atlassian uses internally to manage their AWS. Um, it's deeply technical. It's actually a, a rather long article, but I found it pretty fascinating. Yeah, I always love uh, when companies give us this this bit of a the insider view. You know, they invite us in a little bit and share a bit of of what they're doing and and why they're doing it. And uh, so, Atlas yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Atlassian talks about their uh, micros service, as they call it. Um, you know, uh, they they've got this platform hosting over a thousand services for their experiments and ship it internal tooling, some public facing critical components. Uh, the majority of Atlassian Cloud, as it states in like the second paragraph, the majority of Atlassian Cloud products are either partly or fully hosted on micros. And uh, as you read through this uh, article at the top desk, it's about 12 minutes. Um, I think what you take away with this is if you are uh, already pursuing containerization, if you are already working in the cloud and abstracting out your stuff, um, particularly their use of metadata might be interesting to you. So I think give this a read. Uh, think about how they handle deployment, how they're uh, um, addressing some of the trade-offs uh, that is inherent in this approach. Um, I also appreciate that they acknowledge how they, like they have this standard approach. They have, they've tried to build consistency uh, into their infrastructure but they also have fallbacks. They also have ways that they bend the rules uh, when needed. Like they're flexible. Um, and it's really important in, a, in an agile space where you want people to be able to experiment to do different things. And you want this to be a living system. Like you know, we refer to sometimes living documents, like things that change over time. 
your standards, your system, your approach, your services, they need to be living as well. And so, um, uh, probably I would guess it's an article just for a subset of our listeners. Um, but if you are in the DevOps space, if you're a sysadmin in virtual space, if you're doing containerization with Docker or other similar services, uh, take a look. I think there's some really interesting info here. And we'll, as always, link this from our SoundCloud, which, Ryan, it occurs to me, we so often say we'll link this from our SoundCloud, but our listeners, uh, as we've learned from our reviewers, uh, might be on iTunes or other places, so they may not know. So for those of you at home, no matter what service you use, adaptivist.com slash live will get you to our SoundCloud. So short URL, adaptivist.com slash live will get you there. And for those of you who have already been to adaptivist.com slash live and have been enjoying listening to the silky smooth voice of Ryan Spilken. Oh, hey. Uh, I love how both your voices dropped there. It was (laughs) great. I just... It was amazing. What you Carry mean on. is it was great and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in fact, what I mean, yes. Ryan has also uh, just published a blog post uh, working with Nick Bruff and Jill Knox here at Adaptivist about three talks not to miss at the Atlassian Open in Vienna, where, Ryan, you're, you're actually going to be uh, delivering some training there, aren't you? I will. I will be delivering an all-day course on the first day of Atlassian Open in Vienna. I'll be delivering the Agile Mindset with Jira course, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, to, to coming back to the classroom. Yeah, and that's on the first day of the Open in Vienna. So that's Monday, September 9th. Uh, the three other talks that Ryan and Nick highlight in this blog post, and you can read descriptions of each of them. Uh, but for those of you who love to listen, we've got DevOps versus Compliance, a guide to having it all with Guy Herbert, uh, who's a risk futurist at Atlassian. We've got Building Trust in the Cloud with Open Practices with George Totov. Uh, George, if I mispronounce your last name, I apologize profusely, who is the head of risk and compliance at Atlassian. And Bringing Agile Fundamentals to Life at Atlassian with Tom Tsao head of e-commerce at Atlassian. Uh, For those of you who have been to Summit, you might notice the Atlassian Open in Vienna. All three of the presentations we recommend are from Atlassians, and that's because pretty much all the presentations are from Atlassians. The Atlassian Open is much smaller, and uh, it's it's really presented by Atlassians. There are some partners there, but just a few. Um, There is a little bit of an expo space and some booths, but again, just a few. It's pretty small. It's really focused on you, the customers. It's an opportunity for Atlassian to communicate in person. Um, So uh, as as Ryan and Nick and Joe write, these talks will provide some really good insight into how Atlassian is operating. So be sure to stop by our booth. Share your thoughts on these talks. It's booth 15. Say hello. And uh, again, that's September 9th and 10th if you've not already gotten your tickets. Or if you want to pop into some training with uh, Mr. Ryan Spilken. Yeah, and uh, guaranteed swag if you approach me on the booth that second day and mention the podcast. I will I will sacrifice from my own swag stash if I have to <laughs> to make sure that you are taken care of. Yeah, come say bienvenue uh, or uh, hola or bonjour or whatever language you'd like to over at the uh, European Definitely not hello. It will say hello. What say? Say hi. Whatever. However you want to do it. I want to see your smiling you had, face. You had me at however. Uh, <laughs> it's worth mentioning while we're here, while we're while we're gabbing about at last and open and just wasting all of our listeners' time faffing about. Uh, uh, we we actually have another tra- uh, training 
uh, Nisha uh, from Adaptivist. Nisha's delivering uh, the portfolio course. Uh, so if you're signed for the portfolio course, uh, Nisha will be in there. Nick Bruff will probably be joining her for part of the day. Uh, Phil Fox might be in there too. So um, should be good. From what I hear, the classes are relatively small. So if you want some uh, real nice uh, you know, ratio of instructor to, uh, to learner, this is the time to sign up. Nisha is absolutely brilliant as well. Uh, I have yeah. I have seen her deliver training and she is wonderful. So it's it's going to be really a, a great experience. And if you're hanging out for Atlas Camp, our Chief Information Officer Dan Hardiker will be delivering a data security talk, and two members of our Scriptrunner team will be div- giving a talk. It's called "Building a Cerberus App Without Losing Our Heads: The Passage to a Cross-Platform App." So Dragos and Sandesh from Adaptivist will be showing, will be flexing deep on Cerberus at the Atlas camp. Please, if you're there, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. For, for those of you who haven't been waiting for it, <laughs> you, you may not remember that in a, the last two episodes we said we were going to have a drawing. Uh, in the first episode, we said, uh, leave a review on all these different websites. And then we came to the next podcast and realized you can't actually leave a review on most of those websites. Uh, so, uh, Again, so we, this is why we're paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, is, we are best broadcasters. We are the best. Oh, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, iTunes or Twitter is kind of where we landed. Uh, and uh, using our slash role command in Slack... We have rolled a dice and selected our winner. But wait, there's more. We went ahead and selected the top two reviews submitted to receive a swag pack and a bag of coffee or tea from the Mudhouse in beautiful downtown Springfield, Missouri. And those winners are, drumroll please... M Level 82... And Chase Brown, a.k.a. at EPMS underscore lead, you are our winners. So we'll be in touch with you to to reach out to find out where we can ship your swag packs. Congratulations. And thanks for the review, guys. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We love it when we run into you at Summit and other events and chat. Uh, if you are at the Open, please stop by the booth. Say hi to Ryan. And uh, as always, you know, hit us up at Adaptivist. Or email us directly at learn at adaptivist.com. That's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live, everybody. For Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin. We'll see you next time. Podcast professionals over here. Doing it for you. This is why we get paid the big bucks.